episode 120. I'm Forrest Hall. I'm here with Suzanne Spicer. I was I don't know why I was ready for you to say Suzanne. But <laughs> we are real church matters where we talk real church matters because real church, church matters. matters. You, you're a quick learner. That's it. That's it. That's it. Housekeeping. Uh as always, Google search Real Church Matters. You'll find the website and probably the SoundCloud will pop up. But listen to us either on SoundCloud or iTunes podcast. You can tell Siri, play the latest episode of Real Church Matters. She will. That'll be episode 120. Um, yeah, write a review. Have you written a review? review yet yeah i probably should have already you should you should you should it's helpful it's helpful it kind of bumps us into the 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 podcast ether and allows people who do not know me to stumble upon it gotcha and then you know hopefully listen to it and agree or disagree be bothered or otherwise but either way listen uh give five stars or you give one star Somebody gave me one star. I didn't take it down or nothing. You know, we keep, we we we, we proceed. We'll do it. We'll we'll take the stars. Any stars, spread the word. That's helpful as well. If you would like to follow us on social media, I'm on Instagram and Facebook as Real Church Matters, and on Twitter as Real Church MTTRS. Follow us. Um, 9 a.m. 5 p.m. I share a little bit of wisdom or truth or something i'm usually good about them because i do them like weeks in advance and then sometimes i feel like something so important that i need to share that i complicate things and go back in and move things further down and put things up first but uh shout out to the um the app i use it's called later you can you can i mean they don't need my advertising but later.com allows you to schedule all your social media posts and stuff like that for those of you who it's no secrets and you know i don't get any benefit from that but yeah that's what i use thank you to each and every person that listens thank you to those who give suzanne you give i appreciate you and your family giving absolutely great 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 um way to reach out and to appreciate what you're doing i appreciate that so if you are interested in giving you can give as little as a dollar a month and it's subscription based so you'll submit subscribe you give a dollar and it'll go ahead and read do that every month and 12 dollars a year is still appreciated and helps me to manage the cost and, and things that go along with having a podcast if you would like to do that patreon p-a-t-r-e-o-n dot com forward slash real church matters I am thankful for that. As always, it's obedience over audience. And with that being said. Since we have an audience. Since we have an audience. Let's hit it. Let's get, let's get to let's it. Let's get to let's, it. Let's hit it. Hit it. <laughs> <laughs> Close, but not quite. Yeah, it's all good. And um, I usually say what podcast was happening this time. But you, I, I didn't pull it up already. So just... Listen to the old podcast. <laughs> Listen to the old ones. They're all good. Yeah, so I know it's episode 79 that happened this year, and it's episode 29 that happened uh, the year before. So go back and listen to them, enjoy them. Uh, different periods of time, you might hear Philip, you might hear my mom, you might hear Antoinette, you might hear Felicia, you might hear Charity. And you know whoever else it's, you'll be blessed. You'll be blessed. It's yeah. a lot of a lot of people have come on, and now I have my sister Suzanne Marie Spicer. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Good. I'm great. I'm I'm happy to have you. It is my intention to eventually have all my siblings. <laughs> I think about it all the time. And every now and then I'm reading the Bible and I'll read a scripture and I'll be like, I'll, your name will pop up, somebody's name. And so I always am kind of pushing little lessons and things aside and say, I want to talk to Suzanne about this. Yeah. Or I want to talk to Philip about this. Or, you know, I want to talk to any one of my siblings. I have so many. So, um, yeah, that was kind of what brought you here. I appreciate you coming. 
Absolutely. And, uh, you know, I appreciate you just listening and you're always telling me how you're listening. I know your family's listening. Yes. Your son and your daughter are, con- yes. are constantly uh, quoting me. Yes. And asking questions. <laughs> so I appreciate it. And, uh, you know, I just wanted to make sure I said that on the podcast. But um, let's jump into it. One of the scriptures that uh, in episode 120 that we're going to talk about is Philippians 3, 13 through 14. And it says, brothers, I do not consider that I have made it my own or made it on my own. But one thing I do is one thing that he makes sure he does no matter what. And it, when, when we do that, we do that thing all the time. We're like, one thing I do. Yeah. It's like we, we're saying when we say that, it's like, this is my MO. Right. Right. This is my responsibility. This is my thing. Yeah. Some people, one thing I do every day is drink coffee. This is a part of who I am. This is a part of who I am. Yeah. So one thing I do always connects with me in that way. Like he's letting you know this is a part of my everyday life. Amen. It's a part of how I live, part of how I function, part of how I manage. And Paul is one of those people where he told us he learned he has learned how to face life. Yeah. And so whenever he shares something, I'm taking it as, you know, this guy is showing me how to deal with life. Yeah. And so one of the things that I want to talk to you about is that we are better served as people when we attribute a certain thing to our lives as a daily action. Yes. Daily action. And one of those things, you know, if we play a family feud, one of the (laughs) number one Christian things would be read my Bible. Right. Right. Yeah. 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 uh, Prayer. Prayer. Yeah. 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 You're not going to get an X on that one. Yeah. You know what I mean? Witness, share the word of God, proclaim the gospel. Bing. Yeah. You know, it's up there. But this is one thing that I don't think is on the number one top 10 of people, but it should be a major one. He says, forgetting what lies behind and straining forward to what lies ahead. I press on toward the goal for the prize of the upward call of God in Christ Jesus. Glory to God. <laughs> and and letting me know that like, and I think this is why it, it popped in my head, like Suzanne, is me and you are kin in the sense that not only are we siblings, but we, we can look back in our past and see where, we could have did, did, did things better. Absolutely. Do you yeah. know what I mean? And yeah. I know everybody can look like that, but... But it's more evident. Um, it's more evident yeah, in some Yeah, it's more people. evident when you look back like, oh my gosh, so many things I could have done differently. Yeah. So Knowing better. Right. <laughs> so this podcast really is for the church kid who really rebelled against the, those realities. Yeah. They really struggled with those realities. Oh, yeah. Like we we knew who we were supposed to be. Yeah. We were raised in a way where it was abundantly clear <laughs> who we were supposed to be. You were part of this island. Yeah. And you already knew there was no escape. Everybody told you about this <laughs> island. They told you how different you were than yeah. everybody else. And then they they eventually told you there's no way off the island. <laughs> <laughs> like you know what I'm saying? Like they Yep. They really told us that and like it it was no was not an option for me yeah it wasn't so i fought it i fought it and too. i found kinship in people who fought it and yeah. one of those people i f- i understood you right i understood <laughs> your struggle whenever i saw you struggling i'd be like i get it yeah yeah. I get it. Whenever Sandrina was struggling. Oh, yeah. And I've had her on here before. And, and I got it. Yeah. I got it. I understood it. We might not have communicated it. Right. But I understood it because we're just fighting to understand. Yeah. I think a lot of times what happens is you're fighting against the unknown. You know, the thing that you know that's right in front of you is so prevalent that you don't want to go past what you already see. You want to hide there and just let's just keep it here. And you know, God's picture is always so much greater yeah. than what we can even imagine. But that fear of allowing him to take over begins to kick in. Yeah, and we, we're really going to get into it. But what you said is just so powerful. We're, we were trying to do the opposite of what Paul realized 
facing life depends on. Is that I break out of what I know. Yeah. And I press towards the unknown. The unknown unknown is unknown in the sense of I can't define its purpose in my life. Right. But it's not unknown in whose purpose it is. Yeah. Yeah. It's God's purpose. He's he's telling us, he's like, forgetting what lies behind Mm -hmm. and straining forward or pressing towards the goal, this thing that lies ahead. Yeah. And he's making sure he, he lets people know, like, I'm pressing forward, but it is towards. Yeah. A lot yeah. of people are moving forward. But it's not towards. But, but towards what? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Towards what is it is important. Yeah. Towards what? I'm pressing towards the goal or the prize of the upward call of God. That's right. Of Jesus Christ. So what is he saying there? Because that sounds like a lot of words kind of strung together like popcorn on the mm-hmm. string. Doesn't necessarily make sense. What he's saying is the believer, in order to face life, must always face it, forgetting the trappings and the things that have happened and transpired and pressing towards the eternal goal. Yeah, yeah. And I think that that is why, um, well, just to finish out the why that I wanted to talk with you about, I I understood that kinship and you shared it so eloquently, that struggle that we all have faced. And it's not that the rest of the siblings didn't, it's just that ours was a clear articulation of frustration. Oh, yeah. And a clear articulation of the prison break. Oh, yeah. I think it became... Uh, more evident because the fear began to grip. And when you allow fear to grip anything, you're almost at a, you are at a standstill. And you're pulling instead of pressing. Like Paul was saying, pressing. Passing, you're pulling the opposite direction. So so fear of what? Because I know what it (laughs) was fear of for me, but fear of what? Fear of failure, fear of the unknown, fear of being alone, fear of... Being absent from whatever God was intending for you, because mm. I think that we both can say we were we had a great understanding of what God was expecting, but we also grew fearful that if we didn't meet the expectations, that this this or that would happen. Because yeah. as a kid, you're limited in your understanding. Yeah, because because as a teenager, because most of my angst came during my from fifteen to nineteen. Yeah, me too. so that four year span for me. Uh, and I was afraid, but and I, it was connected to God's expectation. But I was afraid that doing what God expected of me, or at least what I, because I didn't trust that it was God. Mm-hmm. Me either. Do you get know what I'm saying? Yeah. So doing what my parents expected of me mm-hmm. meant that I had to give up what I expected of myself. Yeah. And that expectation... That caused me to resent my parents. Oh, yeah. Because I felt like I had to give up my expectations to meet theirs. Or you start feeling like, uh, I'm going to displease you if I don't do it your way. So instead of you trying to to find out God's way, you start trying to please your parents more. Absolutely. And it makes it personal, and that's why you resent them. Yeah. Because, like, you just want me to be this, but you're taking away my freedom of identity and therein lies the problem with being young is like we didn't understand and part of what sharing this is is that to to the realization that a lot of people may say well i'm not a little kid no more i know yeah but you never dealt with that fact that you resent that hold that god had on you Yeah. yeah you grew up enough to understand it wasn't your parents oh yeah (laughs) <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah. Because that's what I had to come to grips with. I realized it wasn't them. God made himself abundantly clear to oh, yeah. who he was in my life. But then I stopped resenting my parents and started resenting him. Yeah. I started resenting the fact that I I had to give up my goals. Especially when I felt like I wasn't even good at reaching those. Mm-hmm. I wasn't good at pressing towards any mark. Yeah. And now you're telling me that to stop trying to press towards those marks, but to press towards your mark, your call, have an eternal focus. And 
I think that the reason why I have a reason why this matters. Right, right. But I want to hear why you think this matters so much to me, the 38-year-old, you, the however-year-old. 42. 42-year-old. I, You know, sometimes, you know, women, they... <laughs> oh, no, I don't mind. I they don't want to share it. Yeah, <laughs> 42-year-old. Why does this matter? What... And I'm going to lay the question out better. Why does a focus on forgetting my past and pressing towards this heavenly goal of heaven is, is not not real deep today. Mm-hmm. We're just talking about pressing towards the goal of heaven. Right. Why is that something that I must make sure is a daily action I include in my everyday life? Um, I think because a lot of times we become so focused on the past and all of the mistakes we made that we um, don't allow God to totally transition us for where he's taken us. Mm. So in doing that, it's sort of like um, becoming a stronghold in your life or something that prohibits you from pressing, pressing, because what he was talking about was being able to press past that moment and being able to embrace all of what God has. And in order for you to be effective in ministry, effective in life, effective in your family, you can't stay in that, I remember when, or I remember how, but you got to let God give you new insight and new dialect even. Because if you don't, you just stay wasted, wasted time. And it's so powerful what you're saying because the reason why we need a goal is because goals guide us. Yeah. For those of you who's taking notes, I love alliteration. (laughs) And if I could find another G word, I would. But goals guide us. And so he's telling us one thing I must do every day is forget the former things, forget the old. Yeah. And press towards this goal because that goal will inform all my actions. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. They, it, that goal will guide me. Yeah. I didn't know how it would guide me. Yeah. I didn't know how it would guide me to, to function in life, which I, I resented God for because I felt like he was making me choose between life and eternal life. Oh, yeah. yeah. But I didn't realize that the, having the goal of eternal life allows me to be guided and how to live this life yeah. eternally. Yeah, because it changes the way you see things. God, when he comes in and he actually, you actually allow him to have control, the way that you view things becomes the way he views things. Because every failure, every situation in the past was for a perfecting process. Yes. But we forget that. We get so caught up in the ways that we failed that we don't understand the perfection that was happening. We don't get it. We don't get the reason why I failed was because I set wrong goals. Yeah. And those goals guided me, but they guided me to disappointment. Yeah. They didn't guide me to an eternal structure. They were me goals, like you were talking about today. They were were me me goals. goals. They were goals that I thought, if I did these things... They would make me look good in the eyes of, and you could fill in the blank with so many different things. You could, but we'll keep it to ourselves. Yeah. I, it would make me look good in the eyes of myself. Myself, yeah. Myself. I'll be able to look in the mirror yeah. and say, look, look what you did. Because honestly, when it boils down to it, especially when you start rebelling, yeah, you make a decision, forget everybody else's eyes. Yeah. I'm doing what I feel is right for me oh, yeah. for once in my life. Once in my life. I'm going to do what's right by me. And the only eyes I care about is me. Mm -hmm. When I look in the mirror, I want to be happy with who I am. And not not realizing that, you know, part of that rebelliousness needs just to be harnessed. Don't need to be got, get rid of it. You just need to harness it. And one of the the things of, we're talking about being an adult, being an adult that knows how to deal with trauma. Yeah. Being an adult that knows how to deal with mistakes and regret yeah. and shame is an adult that has lear- learned in his life to no longer rehearse, but remove. Yeah. No longer rehearse, but remove. I told you, I write it down. I like alliteration. <laughs> we no longer rehearse the past. We remove the past. Yeah. Why? Because in setting a goal, it guides us to a 
eternal purpose that leads to eternal life. And a healthy relationship with God. Let's talk about that for a second. Isaiah chapter 43, 18 through 19. He said, remember not the former things. Mm-hmm. Don't, don't, don't remember those things. No, no, be quiet, Siri. Be quiet, Siri. Don't remember the former things. Yeah. They, they don't matter. Yep. This is something that we're talking about. I'm going to keep prefacing it. This is a part of an everyday thing you oh, must yeah. do. Every day I am reminded, not by anybody else. Sometimes people do remind us, but most of the time I'm reminded by me. And it tells me, remember not. So when those things present themselves to me, even yesterday, even 10 minutes ago, Mm -hmm. I remember not the former things. Consider not the things of old. Because it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. matter. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. That's why I thought of you with these scriptures. Because when I thought of you, I'm like, man, I want my sister to master the art of forgetfulness. Oh, yeah. I want my sister to master the art of remembering not. We do it so much in our lives. And this is a everyday occurrence for everyone. But your name popped in my head with these because it's hard for us to become what we need to be when we're constantly reminding ourselves of a person we think we're talking about right now. Yeah. I think I'm talking about me right now. Yeah. Every limitation I bring up about me is right now. Right. But we don't right. understand that image that i have is old yeah and it i think it comes like what we all we always say but it actually has actively become a part of my everyday renewing your mind through the word because for every failure for everything that you remember god has a word of who you are and where you're going and it's an everyday sue like you're saying these are these are the confirmations that people need to hear they need to hear this I, am, I don't have to hold myself to what I did oh, no. oh, or who I was. Yeah. I don't have to hold myself to yesterday's failures in any way. I don't have to consider them. Yeah. So remember and consider are two different things. That's why he remarks in prophecy in two different ways. He says, remember not the for- former things and consider not the things of old. There are certain things that people won't do or don't think God will have them do because they're considering the old them instead of the new thing. Oh, absolutely. That God is doing. A lot of times um, for me, like I would get hung up on people's words. So um, this one specific time I had someone say, you know, who would have thought God would have used you to do that? And, you know, it's funny because it's a way that I used to look at me. Who would have thought God would use you? But why not? He has so many people to reach, so many souls that need to hear the word. So many people are living with regrets. Why not it be you to allow God to use you and not allow him to be able to say what he wants to say through you? Yeah. And something as simple as that backhanded compliment hmm. that we often receive from people, it, it, it becomes this hindrance because we tend to consider what they're saying. Yeah, yeah. We tend to consider the old person they knew. Yeah. These these things kind of go in, in two parts because we have to not remember. We have to not consider. Yeah. But that doesn't mean that other people won't remember. That's right. And other people won't consider. But the, fun, the funny thing comes in when you're trying to uh, convince other people that they don't need to remember. God reminds you every day. That that's not your job. Only thing we're, uh, we are responsible for is looking to him and living in him. And he will be the reason why people forget. Absolutely. And, and they do forget. And then, you know, oftentimes they do remember again. <laughs> but that's why I love it. In verse 19, he says, behold. And this is where that whole pressing towards yeah. is cool. Because he's telling you, remember not, consider not. 
But then he's directing your focus. Yeah. That's what behold means. He's like, look over here. Yeah. Yeah. He didn't tell you to look at who you are. He said, look at me. Look at what I'm doing. Yeah. I've learned, and this is an important tip for those of you who are listening. I've learned that if I look at what God's doing. Oh, thank you, God. Do you get what I'm saying? Yeah. And I stop looking at what I'm doing. Because what I'm doing is old. Yeah. Even when I'm in a new place, <laughs> is old compared to what God is doing. Yeah. Do you, you, you get what I'm saying? Oh, like, yes. There's, there's the place I used to work. There's a community college. And, and they're building so much stuff there now. I, the place I remembered when I worked there is no more. No. When I went there now, because ironically, I'm doing work there now as a as a contractor. That's I'm, pretty cool. But yeah, but you go back and you look and you're like, man, this thing that yeah. was just blueprints when I was there. Mm. It was just blueprints. They were sharing with everybody, making sure we understood what was going to happen. This thing was a thing even before I saw it was a thing. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? It, before it before it even was erected, it was a it was the now thing. Why? Because it was what they were doing then. Yeah. It's what people will take advantage of now. Yeah. And walk in and use. But you know, before they could ever use it, someone had to do it. Yeah. It was a preparation. It's, it, it, that's all it is. Mm -hmm. And so he, I love this this scripture where God is talking. Through Isaiah, and he says, behold, look over here. Mm -hmm. Don't look at yourself. Don't look at what you're doing. Don't look at how you're teaching, how you're preaching. For those of you who actually are moving in the direction of doing, don't even look at what you're doing because yeah. it's already old. That's right. The forest everybody sees right now is old. Yeah. It's old. He says, look at what I'm doing. I am doing a new thing. Thank you, God. A new thing. That's why we always have to, one thing I do every single day is I forget what lies behind because today behind me looks like yesterday. Yeah, yeah. Do you, you yes. know what I mean? Oh, yes. Tomorrow behind me looks like yesterday. Yeah. All, tomorrow and today will eventually be yesterday and I don't want to get caught in today or tomorrow because I'm not moving if I'm ever stuck in any yeah. place. I have to always be on the new thing. Yeah, there's no time. There's no, there's time. no time to waste. Yeah, there's no time to no waste. No time to waste. So you, people will tell you like, you know, Forrest, I love who God has created in you. <laughs> I, I know you love it. Don't get attached to it. Because he's constantly he's doing, doing something new. He's doing a new yes. thing. Yeah. He's doing a new thing. The, the, the whole thing of when I, when I even came into my mind and said, I want to be a Christian now. I want to do this for real <laughs> is I was hoping to get to a nice sweet spot where I felt settled in who I was. Oh yeah. I was seeking consistency and confidence and confidence that yeah. comes with consistency. consistency. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? I was seeking that and I realized I don't get that. Yeah. I don't get that in God. Yeah. He reminds you that um, you'll never find confidence in yourself. But you'll always find confidence in him. I think when I stopped looking for confidence in myself, I found real, real peace in knowing that I could be confident in him. Yeah. And I think that's the, the thing important that you're saying is that confidence that I was looking for, I still was looking for it to come from me. Mm -hmm. I was looking for God to do something that made me feel confident about me. me. Mm -hmm. It always was still about me. But now you focus and he's like, look, look at what I'm doing. Find confidence in that. I don't know what is happening with force. <laughs> I honestly don't. Yeah. But what I do know is God is doing a new thing. Oh, yeah. He reminds me of that every day because um, even being, being a wife and a mom, um, I walked in uh, never having been a mom to becoming a mom. And every day I found myself like, Lord, I don't know. I don't know what to do. I don't know how to do this. And he just started just giving me more and more um, strength to be able to depend on him more and just open my mouth at those times and let him speak. And the more I did that, the more um, confidence I grew in knowing that even when I don't know what to say, if I open my mouth, he'll fill my mouth. The more you stay new. Yeah. You stay a new mom. Yeah. 
you stay fresh. Oh, yeah. You get what I'm saying? You stay new mom. You stay new sister. You say stay new uh, co-worker, new entrepreneur, new student. You stay new because you're constantly focused on availing yourself to the work. Yeah, yeah. That he's doing. Yeah. That's it. I, I hope I'm I'm sharing it in a way that people understand because it, it's it's this is supposed to give us a sense of peace. He's saying, "Behold, look over here. Look at me. I'm doing a new thing. Now it brings it springs forth." Mm. Do you not perceive it? Oh, man. So God is asking. He's like, it springs forth. You don't see it? You don't see it? <laughs> Every, everyone's going to see this new thing. Yeah. Only when you allow the new to stay continually giving birth in yeah, you. Yeah. It springs forth. Yeah. It's new. It's new. It's it, renewed connection. It's, it's every day. This is the, <laughs> this the stagnant feeling that Christians feel. Oh, yeah. I've it's been there. It's because we want to nestle into a sweet spot. Comfort. I want, oh, I'm a minister. That's what I am. Yep. You can find oh. me right here in this spot. Oh, everybody <laughs> says I can preach. I'm a preacher. This is right where I am. Yep. Oh, everybody's, you know, they used to me doing this, that, and the other. I'm used to me doing this, that, and the other. I have to remove myself from that desire to feel settled in a yeah, place. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like Absolutely. I have to get to a place where I focus on what God is doing. See, he's doing a new thing. Allow that thing to spring forth because newness should be perceived. Yeah. And even when you think about that word spring forth, I mean, that's an exciting movement that's happening. You know, it's not something that you would say, oh, that's just the norm. That springing forth means that something is amazing and it's, it's happening active, right before you. It's in your face. Yeah. It's in other people's faces. And we should be able to perceive it. Yeah. People should be able to see there's something new about you. Oh, yes. You seem new. Yeah. And that jumps forth and that is something we should perceive. He says, I will make a way in the wilderness and rivers in the desert. He is doing a new thing to make a way in the midst of wilderness. That way is taking us to our goal. Yeah. Eternal life. Yeah, yeah. This new thing he's doing in me is a new way to get to heaven. Yep, yep. It's a new path that gets me closer to him. Yeah. I didn't understand that intention. I didn't accept that intention that when God is doing things in me, he's doing it to take me to my eternal destination. Yeah. And reminding us, there's no, like you said before, there's no wiggle room on that path. But that identification, that it has to be there. Yeah. I, I have to identify. I'm enough of a, force is enough of a person right now to be a blessing to people. Absolutely. I, you know, if that's what you wanted out of the podcast, somebody to say <laughs> you're enough, you're enough. Why? Because people, number one, don't deserve all of that so the fact that they get what they got from you is more than they deserve number two you're better than what you were yeah and so half the people are excited that you serve the lord now (laughs) because even you serving the lord at 30 percent is better than you being nasty 100 percent. oh yeah and it can bring some benefits it brings benefits you know what i mean It, it helps us to Stay our behinds at home when we used to run the streets. Mm-hmm. Helps us to be a little more commitment connected instead of being commitment phobic. Yeah. It helps us to have a little more common sense. Right. When right. sense used to not be so common to us. And people appreciate this and love this. They are satisfied. Yeah. But God is not. No. no. Because every time he looks at you, he is still creating. That's why he said the good work that he begun in us is not finished until the day of Jesus Christ. Christ. Why? Because in Isaiah 65, 17, it says, for behold, I create new heavens and a new earth and the former things shall not be remembered or come into mind. In order to to establish that the former things don't come into mind, you have to have something that is ever before people. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? It's like. I I am encouraging all of us veteran Christians, and you're my older sister. Yeah, and yeah. you you know 
we all been it down this road for a long time. Long time. And I've been thinking a lot about my journey. Me too. And it made me think a lot more about all the people who's on this journey with me. And if you even feel a sliver of how I feel, <laughs> then you can you can at times feel like I'm getting I'm just it's getting harder to to have patience. Yeah. With how this thing is, how life is. Yeah. I mean, I think I share, I shared it with you in family Bible study, how, you know, I was, I was thinking about that, how I used to be okay with just making people feel comfortable, doing things to make people feel happy. You know, if it gave the appearance of happiness, they'd associate it with God. But when God came to do a new thing, he was showing me that people aren't going to be so comfortable and they're not going to be so happy, but it doesn't mean that it's not him. He's doing things because he, he knows the beginning and he knows the end. We don't see everything in between there, but he does. And so he's pushing us because some things have to happen before he comes. And we can't be so caught up in people pleasing that we forget what it means to please him. And we've created a heaven and an earth yeah. that is fit for them. Yeah. But looks so much like the past. Yeah. But we haven't allowed God to create a new heaven and, and a, a new, new earth, earth. Yeah. that allows us and others to forget the former things. Yeah. Yeah. I think people always are hearkening back to the old forest because the new one ain't as new as it should be. Huh. That's the truth. It's the truth. <laughs> you know what it's I mean? It's the truth. It's still enough of me that brings nostalgia more than astonishment. Yeah, they're like, oh, she's nice. Yo. Or, oh, he's nice. It's something that still harkens back yeah. to the old. It might be a little bit, but it's still enough to make them think of the old times. Yeah. Because I have to be so new that the old don't come to mind. Yeah. You and know? he reminds us that even as I have daily interactions with my clients, he reminds me that you can't continue in the old way of just saying, oh, everything's going to be all right. Like you have to be willing to say, Lord, let my mouth be your mouth. Let my ears be your ears because I need to be able to hear what you're saying even to me. In real time. In real time. There may have been something I never said before. Yeah. May have been something I never did before. Yeah. But I have to find comfort in the new. You know, some yeah. people, where we connect to the God that's familiar. Yeah. But that's not the God that he wants to be. Oh, yeah. He don't want to be the familiar guy. He wants to be the God that's new. He wants to be the radical God. He wants to be yeah. the powerful God. He wants to be the ever-changing yeah. God. The and this, one that we read about. Right. But this is the, the thing. It's like, this is why people attach themselves to the law of the Bible more than the power of God. Yeah. It's because yeah. it hearkens to familiarity. And if my forefathers did it, then it feels safe. Yeah. It feels comforting feels like it gives confidence yeah. but calling ourselves to a better place calling ourselves to a new place is not on us to change or be new it's just on us to focus on expect the expectation that new is better yeah new is always better. new is better <laughs> new is better this is this is why you know it was fitting to have you here you've shared so much uh that i think will help people but because we old, we vets. <laughs> Do you know what I'm saying? Oh yes. oh, yes. We, we, me, you, and Savannah, we come from the older generation. The beginning of the transition, the beginning of the transformation. Right. Yeah. But we represent so many church people and church who used to be church kids oh, yeah. from our times who yeah. were church kids in the 80s and the 90s. Yeah. We've you know seen what I'm saying? it done so many ways. Seen it done so many ways. Seen people trying to spice up the old thing. God's not looking for us to fix up some leftovers. Mm -mm. You know what I'm saying? They, right. These new churches, they think they're doing it new, but they really just taking a little bit of this, a little bit of that. Oh, it's they done took the chicken that grandma made yeah. and they done whipped it up and elevated it and made it <laughs> made it taste a little sweeter or a little spicier. And they want to feed it like it's new, but it's still the old way. Yeah, it's still old. Still the old way of your forefathers. It's a bunch of singing. It's a bunch of shouting. It's a bunch of this. It's a bunch of that. But when are we going to let God do a new thing? Yeah. And then once he does that new thing, 
when are we going to let God do a new thing? It's a constant <laughs> new then, thing. And then once he do that thing, when are we going to let God do a new thing? Yeah. I'm more excited about the fact that that's what's waiting on me. Yeah, yeah. To the point where, look at Galatians 2 and 20, he says, I have been crucified with Christ. Thank you, God. It is no longer I who live, but Christ who lives in me. Yeah. This, this presence that exists in me is because I've constantly removed the former things. Yeah. He says, and now the life the life I now live in the flesh, I live by faith in the Son of God who loved me and gave yeah, himself for me. And then Jesus, who, who is literally what he's talking about, he said crucified with Christ. So I want to make sure we understood Jesus's way of thinking. Luke 9, 62, Jesus declared, no one who puts his hand to the plow and then looks back is fit for the kingdom of yeah. God. So I'm... Um, I'm able to understand it. My mentality where I was always trying to connect myself with what's familiar about mm -hmm. me, what's familiar about God, what's familiar about church, yeah. what's familiar about family, what's familiar about money, connecting to the way I used to engage with things, even in a semblance of yeah. it to give me a sense of comfort doesn't make me fit for the new thing. Yeah. Because heaven is a new thing. Yeah. He said, I'm creating a new heaven, a new earth. He, Jesus even said, when he said he was leaving, he said, I'm going to prepare, prepare a, place. a place. Yeah, He's constantly doing. Yeah. He's laying out the Bible, just lays out the blueprint. Yeah. But he's actually building and creating and fulfilling the scriptures to right be the, right before us to be that new thing. Yeah. Paul even said, he said, what will be, I do not know. But whatever will be, <laughs> it's going to be brand, brand new. new. He said it'll be like nothing we've seen before. I can't wait till then to be new. Oh, yeah. I got to be new right every now. Day. Every, every day. single day. Yeah. Every time I engage with people, I got to be like, man, I need to find a newer way to do this. Yeah. Every time I go up there and preach and teach. I'm like, there's a, there has to be a new way. Yeah, it's so funny. Me and me and my daughter were talking, and she was saying, you know, even being in camp this week, that she encountered some things, and she said, you know what? I got to challenge myself to do things differently so I can impact more people. And I said, yeah, that's what we are charged to do, and that's where we find our greatest satisfaction in knowing that every day we're saying, Lord, use me. Open my ears so I can hear your voice. So that way I don't say the things to the people around me that's comfortable. But I say what you have for them because he knows the needs. We get so caught up in seeing people's facial expressions and how they respond that we miss the fact that God knows what they need at every moment. Yeah. And so if we let him do something up in, new in us, spring up that well, then we can affect, be more effective yeah. in those that we, we touch every day. And that's why I wanted to make sure it was somebody that I talked to these scriptures about with somebody who's been in this a long enough time to know what it feels like to get stagnant. Oh, yeah. To know what it feels like to feel a little crusty in the faith. Oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? Because as we get older, we can't walk into the sunset. And let these people put us in the spiritual nursing home. Oh, no. <laughs> we have to be, we, we have to show these people, it's, you need to be new every day. Yeah. Youthful, vibrant, bright. I'm not youthful because I use slang. No. I'm not youthful because I'm connected to pop culture. No. I am youthful because I'm eternal. Yeah, yeah. I'm youthful because I'm eternal. And I'm connected to this eternal God that's constantly doing a new work. Yeah. You see, more and more. Hollywood has connected itself and made itself very comfortable with where to, to the point where there's nothing wrong with getting plastic surgery. Oh, no. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like getting a little tighted up here, you're getting a whole new face, yeah. getting a whole new butt, new nose. Get, getting nose, <laughs> getting new breasts. That's par for the course. Yeah. They, it's a necessary part of staying relevant and new in Hollywood because even if you're 60, we need you to look 40. We need you to look 30. Mm -hmm. You have to find a way to stay young. Yeah. The believer has to understand you will not be able to stay you and receive the new heaven. Oh, no. Oh, no. You're not going to be able to. The, new, the, the old you is too saggy. 
<laughs> you know what I'm saying? Dry. It's too dried up. That's what he was trying to explain to the woman at the well. He said, you a young woman. Why are you talking about what your father used to do? Mm. That old saying there puts you in a place of uh, remembering how you almost had a heart attack. Remembering how you almost died because you were so connected to those things that all you really could do was die daily. It's Even the, though we're dying daily. Well, well, we really aren't. Because the dying daily is to remove and not remember right. ourselves. Right. That's really what dying is to well, me. Well, renewing is, is you're dying to something. It's a new day. renewal. It's yeah. like, like I, I, it freaked me and my brother out when, when the snake started to shed its skin. <laughs> it's like you did, I, we didn't understand what that was. We yeah. read about it, but when you actually saw it, it was so jarring. Yeah. yeah. Like, how could he just take wiggle a part? Skin. <laughs> a part that was, it was a part of him. Yeah. But he wiggled out of it. And the thing that he had knew was just like, shiny it was he's still him but there's a part of him that's sitting over in the corner crusty now yeah it's curled up it, it's it's done it's done <laughs> he's he the 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 snake was willing to let go yeah and i i want to get back to that point yeah. i'm getting older but i feel like there's so much newness that god is trying to do if we could just shed a lot of the old thinking yeah you said it best just then when you said be willing to let go I didn't find go. myself actually moving out of that stagnant place until I became willing to let go. Understanding there's parts of us that are a part of us, but not as much a part of us as we thought. Yeah. And I don't need it. I don't need it. No. It doesn't. It doesn't. It looked like it was a part of me. People identified that as a part of me. People defined me by it. Yeah. I think a part of being that rebellious kid is it takes parents and people around you a minute to divorce you from what you did. Oh yeah. oh, yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm I'm sharing this with y'all because we have to understand part, part of this thing of there being no condemnation and him who is in Christ Jesus. And I could have swore I put that scripture in here, <laughs> but I didn't. Is that that's what we're shedding. Yeah. We are shedding things that are real. Yeah. Not that they didn't exist. Yeah. Condemnation exists. Shame exists. Regret exists. Yeah, yeah. Disappointment exists. But it, 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 even though you're in it, you can be out of it. You just have to shed it. Yeah, realizing you have to be able to let it go. It don't even look like you had it on. I don't even know how I had that on. How did I, I look in that? I, I look over at it like, how did I put that on? Yeah. I'm not that. We have to fight. We don't have to fight the fact that people look at us that way. Mm -mm. We have to fight. We don't have to tolerate them engaging with us that way. Or hold on to the mentality that that has to be who I'm remembered as or who I am. Because walking in the newness of life and renewing your mind daily yeah. is taking on what God is saying that you are now. Yeah. And that's exactly what I'm saying, Sue. I'm saying we don't have to answer to it. Yeah. Yeah. You might see me that way. It's like if 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 a person, uh, I won't say a white person because racism comes in every form, shape, and color. But somebody just disrespect me or call me out of my name. Hey, boy. Right. Uh, why am I going to respond to that? I'm not a boy. At one point in my life, I was a boy. Yeah. And if you said, hey, boy, I turn around and answer to, hey, boy. Because yeah. at one point I was, or at least I f didn't feel... A issue with honoring or responding to that. Yeah. We don't have the power to change how people see us. Yeah. But we do have the power to change what we answer to. Absolutely. I mean, just as yourself, I mean, I remember when I was younger and I was quite the liar. So, I mean, I, you look at how our names changed, how <laughs> our names changed because of who God is. Let, let's play this for a second because I, I don't get people on here all the time that that have known me as long as you do. Right. right. What what do you think defined me? Probably uh, fear as well. No, no, I'm saying like when you, how I was. What oh, do you oh. think? How, <laughs> you were a jokester. It was a jokester. jokester. Yeah. Mischievous. Mischievous, <laughs> sneaky. Yeah. Right? What yeah. else? Um, 
I mean, you attributed Ang- to angry you, at times. Anger. I, I had a lot of anger. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. One of the things that you, you said about yourself, but that was me. Oh, yeah. Liar. 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 <laughs> thief. Thief. Oh, thief and a robber. <laughs> thief. These are, you know what I'm saying? We And we can yeah. laugh about yeah. it now because that's not me. Yeah, that's not our name anymore. It's not. But I answered to it at one time. Yeah. How did I know I answered to it? Because when it called me, I answered. Yeah, I answered every time. Do you know what I'm saying? I'm not talking about nobody said, hey, thief. <laughs> I'm talking about me. Yeah. I, I, did, I took pride in it. Yeah. Because when the opportunities presented themselves, you, you took on that name like, hey, this is me. Let me get this. This is me. <laughs> I'm okay with being that. Yeah. I that actually, I took pride in the fact like, oh, I know how to, I know how to steal out stores. And they won't even miss it. They, I, I, I know how to lie. Yeah. I know how to be whatever I'm supposed to be to get what I want to get. I took pride in being manipulative. Yeah, yeah. I took pride in being nasty. I took pride in being angry. Like, dude, yeah, they could push me to the limit if they want. Yeah. Do you know what I'm saying? They, but the reality is, is that if I learn to not answer to me no more, yeah. I'm not that anymore. Yeah. I choose. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah. I choose when I recognize I'm free yeah. from responding to that person. Yeah. And, and that takes a everyday daily exercise. Yes. Yes. One thing I do. Yeah. One thing I do every day. I don't drink coffee. I don't find it to be enjoyable. Yeah, I, me either. I'm sometimey on a lot of things. Sometimes I'll eat breakfast. Sometimes I'll make it to the gym. Me too. Some, no, no, I've been making serious? decisions. <laughs> I, I, but I, it's not a thing that to the point where I'm continual in it. That's right. Do you know what I'm saying? One yeah. of the things that I just was thinking about on my ride here is I say occasional is the enemy of consistency. Yeah. yeah. And I was occasional in a lot of things. But one thing I'm learning to be continual in is my decision to forget what's behind me. Press towards the mark. To embrace it. To embrace it. I embrace the fact that God is who I am. That's yeah. my identity. Yeah. And I don't want to be more. I want to look like him more. I want to talk like him more. You know, forgetting that that wasn't my longing yeah. before. Yeah. But being able to say to someone else who, who may be stuck there that you don't have to think that way. You don't have to stay there. He got so much more for you because yeah. it's bigger. Yeah. It's bigger than what you crunch yourself in that little teeny box is so much bigger so much bigger i fit in new yeah i fit in the new. every day every day chase the new episode 120 i think i'm gonna call it chase the new chase the new i like um, that chase the new that's what we're gonna call it. thank you suzanne for thank doing this you. podcast with me uh shout out to everybody out there episode 120 chase the new god bless god bless you